Welcome everybody to the second season of The Lettuce In. This is highly anticipated since it's been quite a while since the first season ended. Lucky you guys. <laughs> um, so for the very first episode of The Lettuce In tonight, we're going to have our new cast members as well as our original cast members introduce themselves again uh, or for the first time as well as their characters. So we're going to kind of Go around in the in the circle that I see everybody on my end, uh, starting with myself. You're going to be hearing my voice a lot, so I hope you like it. Um, I am Erica, also known as Onduin, pretty much everywhere. I am your, your game master, your storyteller. You can find me occasionally on a couple different places, so just uh, constantly check my Twitter and other things. Right now, I have a project with Retro Replay doing the Green Knight TTRPG, and that has been a crazy amount of fun. I highly recommend going to take a look at that. And next up, we have Lindsay. What's up? I'm Lindsay. I got into podcasting with my best friends, and we do a pod, well, some of my best friends. There's Erica, too, and you guys. But anyway... I got into podcasting with them and do a podcast called Cutscenes and Cupcakes. And we do video game reviews and rate them in desserts. We talk about a lot of random stuff too. And yeah, I let us in. I'm a veteran for one season and I am so happy to be here. My character is... I'm, I'm super excited about him. He's going to be a little unique. His name is Thirsty... Um, so Thirsty is Thirsty because he doesn't remember who he is. So he came down to the Lettuce Inn barkeep and said, I'm Thirsty. And then the barkeep said, hey, Thirsty, I'm dad. And, you know, laughed to himself obnoxiously. And then Thirsty's just like, I'll just go with it. That's Thirsty. And he is a Mahaha, which I'm probably pronunciating that wrong. I'm sorry. But he's from Inuit culture, and I could not find a pronunciation key. But anyway, did as much research as I could because I want to be sensitive to that. But it's just going to be called Mahaha in this. What Mahahas are is they are the Inuit kind of boogeyman. He tickles people to death, and they are found frozen with a smile on their face. And so, and they're known to be a little bit gullible, which is actually also how I got the inspiration for the name Thirsty, which is because there's an Inuit tale where like, they're like, oh, drink this water, bend down to drink this water out of this stream, and they push him into the ice. That's how you kill uh, Mahaha, I guess. But anyway, he's very protective of his self. Like he's got some barriers up and he is just a great guy. I'm really excited to play him. <laughs> he's got some heart, but Sounds he hides cool. it. Right? Like so, cool and terrifying all yeah. wrapped into one special present for us. I would hate I being showed... tickled to death. Right? Yes, it would be torture for me because I'm extremely ticklish on my feet and I cannot handle like even the lightest touch or the, like a heavy touch either. Like I just can't handle anything on my feet. I tickle myself all the time in bed like oh, man. grazing past the oh. like footboard. It's sad. It's really pathetic. But... <laughs> Anyway, um, check out our social media. We're going to be posting pictures that we drew of our monsters. And I'm really proud of mine. He's really creepy. And I showed him to my parents and my mom's like, I don't know if you should be doing this. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, that's my character. And I think oh that's all I got gosh. on him. 
That is absolutely hilarious. That sounds like most parents who are like, you're playing Dungeons and Dragons? That sounds <laughs> satanic and horrible. Not really. <laughs> and next up we have... Pretty innocent. Right? And next up we have Mika, who's also a returning veteran. Who's also a mute. Sorry, I was muted. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm Mika. I am also returning from season one. Um, once again, I am playing Lemon. Uh, not Lemon Whisker, though. This is uh, just Lemon the Dud. Uh, my character is actually not a monster. I am playing one of the automatons. And so my automaton is a private detective who is the only automaton who can't dream. He does not dream of electric sheep or electric shadow sheep or electric shadows or what have you. <laughs> and he's trying to figure out why. Um, I don't really have anything to plug. I, I play, I love D&D. Um, I DM two weekly games uh steph is on one of them our curse of strike game um but i don't stream them maybe i will in the future i think that'd be interesting to say the least to stream the curse of strike games um you should totally stream mika you're a wonderful right? dm Okay, Mika's a wonderful DM, but as one of the players on the Curse of Strahd game, I'm not sure I agree with streaming it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Everyone does I, so good, though. It's true. We're an amazing group, but I just, that sounds like pressure, and I love that character too much. As, yeah. as like, me and Matt, who also do, like, live streaming, like, TTRPGs, it's not as stressful as you think it is. Especially when, like, you're with people you've played with before. You're like, oh, some people are just going to be commenting about how cool I am, you know? I comment how cool Matt's characters are, especially on Tabletop Treasure Hunter, which he's going to talk about here soon. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe I'll just uh, stream our next session on Sunday. I would totally watch. Of course, ask Me everyone too. first. I don't think anyone will really care. Anyway, that's that's not the point. Uh, <laughs> hi. Hi, everyone. I love it. Let yes. me maybe wearing a trench coat. He will, in fact, be wearing a trench coat, have a, a hat, fedora, I guess, to keep with the private detective theme. I'm really excited about this character. He's going to be fantastic. <clears throat> I, I tried to keep his goodies all private detective themed. For instance, one of his goodies is called his gumshoes. <laughs> uh, he's got his eyes can do some cool things. And so I call them his private eyes. I love that. I nice. think that's You're one of my favorite. favorite. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it just it keeps it keeps going like that. I got into it. I'm, I'm excited. I am to speak in my my sultry uh, private detective voice. I hope other people like it. Well, they should because we got a preview of it earlier and we were all like, yes, do the thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it was fantastic. And then Steph, who is one of our newbies, <laughs> I guess is yeah. the best way to say it. I, I feel like it's accurate, at least. Yeah. Hi, I'm Steph. Uh, I am new to the Lettuce in this season, and I'm super, super excited. Um, I'm not new to TTRPGs in general. Uh, as Mika mentioned, I play weekly with him, but also I've been playing off and on, mostly D&D, but also other systems um, for years now. And I just really love it a lot. So I'm super excited to be here. Uh, as far as me, I'm a lawyer by day and general nerd by night you can find me as also as half of um the food and uh queer homemaking blog called steph and lottie's queer kitchen and so you can find us at thequeerkitchen.ca we're brand new but we're gonna be super great we have like fifty thousand articles planned so you should follow us on everything that's awesome yeah we believe in uh homemaking for young queer people because it's usually something that's taken away from us so that's my plug uh my character's name is maria uh and she's a rusalka 
And so just for some context for everyone who's going to be listening this season and also for my fellow players, um, Arusatka is part of Eastern European mythology. Uh, and so basically every different culture in Eastern Europe has a slightly different version of the Rusalka, but they all have Rusalki. Uh, Rusalki is the plural of Rusalka. Uh, and so in general, they are water spirits, although sometimes they're forest spirits. Maria is a water spirit. And basically they are known for being these incredibly beautiful women who seduce men and drown them mostly. That's usually how it goes. That's not terrifying at all. I mean, usually, at least they generally deserve it. Like, it's not usually undeserving men who get, uh, usually, so depending on the country and the culture, um, like, it's like, oh, you used to beat your wife and she died and now she's a Rusalka and she, like, murders other men who do terrible things. So, anyways, Rusalka, uh, so they're really comfortable in the water, much like, and so Maria is, um, she's, you know, dainty with this long, dark hair and she is characterized by angst and art. So she's kind of like the emo kid that we all knew in that she's very angsty and she's very artistic and everything is always very, very dramatic. And yeah, I'm super excited about this character and this game and being with all of you. Oh, thank you. Very excited for this water feature. And last but certainly not least, we have Matt. Hello, my name is Matt. Uh, you can find him on Twitter, uh, say Matthew, that's T-S-E-M-A-T-T-H-E-W. Um, there you'll be able to find details on whenever I'm streaming, typically with Level 1 Geek. Uh, but I do some guest spots here and there, Tabletop Treasure Hunters that Erica mentioned earlier, uh, where I get to play this little uh, goblin cleric named Pild. It has been a blast, but this is my first time playing Arium. And I am super excited about it. I've seen a few amazing uh, streams of it so far, and I am jazzed. And the character I'll be playing is a gentleman by the name of Henry S. Lenderman. He is unnaturally tall. His features aren't super clear. He typically wears sweatshirts, sweatpants. He himself doesn't know what color his eyes or his hair is, because typically, as far as Slenderman go, their features are non-distinct, in which case it's like, it's hard for him to take care of his hair. Uh, He knows it's there, though he can't quite make it out. But uh, this is a man who, unfortunately, has been cursed with randomly teleporting away whenever his emotions are heightened. And he has been able to survive decently by stunting his emotions, but he's desperate to find a solution because a life without emotions for him has been a torturous one. Oh, also, as far as how he dresses, he dresses in a way that's so incredibly ordinary so that he can avoid getting any sorts of compliments or remarks. Just like a, a white dress shirt, gray slacks, sometimes a few wrinkles here and there. I mean, of course, this is when he's got to dress up, but otherwise, sweats all the way. How on earth did you get my style so accurate? <laughs> my goodness, that's a little freaky. <laughs> oh man, I, that name is fantastic. Any like dad joke kind of thing just sends me rolling. So it's just, it's such a clever name. Uh, so let's talk about our Arium a little bit. I have a couple, so I have one thing that's written up that you can see on like our different social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of the things. Uh, it's just the lettuce and TTRPG. This was posted as well, so this is going to give a little description as to the world that we're going to be playing in. 
monster creatures created automatons, much to the wizard council's dislike. After a long while of living peacefully, the automatons started having dreams. The dreams became so intense, they congregated to a mural on the outskirts of the main city to paint their dreams, which created a portal allowing the shadow demons to come into the world. Soon after the invasion, the monsters began merging themselves with tech of automatons in preparation to fight more shadow demons. The wizard council despised this and are against monsters modifying instead of learning magic. The council is slowing down manufacturing and restricting what modifications they can purchase at Tech King, causing many to go and search for the black market. So there's a couple little things in there that are going to obviously pop up pretty frequently. Uh, in regards to shadow demons, we have an automaton on the group, which is really exciting because yeah. there's, there's something, yeah, there's something a little, a little off. <laughs> uh so tech king is gonna pop up so some of our people here may have some tech modifications that they may want um so that's gonna be interesting to discover is there anything in the world that you guys were most excited about when we did our arium live stream if, if any of you guys want to go back and watch that live stream um i think it's gonna be up on the stolen droids youtube channel i'll have to double check but was there anything about the world that like really stood out to you guys when we did the creation? Just the like all of us being monsters. I really like folklore. I really like mythology. And yeah, just us being different monsters and being able to pick what we are and which mythos we come from was just really exciting to me. As well as the automatons themselves. Like I think automatons are super creepy and interesting. And yeah, I'm I'm stoked for this, like for the characters themselves and the world that, you know, is surrounding us. And speaking of automatons that we've spoken about several times already, if you are, if you do take a look at our social media, there's the announcement where we did like, hey, let us in presents, blah, blah, blah. So the picture of the robot that's there is kind of what we're basing our idea of what the automatons look like, but they can personalize themselves so they can replace arms, eyes, legs, whatever they want to feel like they have their own personality. But that's just kind of like a blank slate as to what an automaton looks like. Mika, I believe you had something else you wanted to talk about? The shadows. I love the idea of this um, rock, paper, scissors kind of monsters, automatons, shadows that's going on. It just, no, I just, I love the idea of like the, the wizard, monster wizard council, and they've got their tight grip on magic. And so other monsters built the automatons because screw you. And then even then, like the, the council, council still finds a way to like put a grip on that and like, but, you know, the automatons, the robotics aren't all good. Like, they still bring about the shadows. And so it's just this cluster cuss. Matt, Steph, did you have anything? Yeah. Do you want to go ahead, Steph? You go first. I am really excited because of the, um, like, with each of us being monsters from different, like, folk tales and whatnot, I just really love that um, we, we get to see, like, the, I guess, more more depth them because we typically see them just in the light of being a horror creature that everyone's running away from and they're like just this one dimensional thing that's out to get you but i'm really excited to see each of each of us be able to take on these roles and also erica uh take on the npc roles of various different creatures and to be able to see in how many ways we can empathize with these creatures because because we've only we have only seen them in that horror aspect 
to be able to see like oh the warm fuzzy side um of some of these monsters i'm i'm very pumped about all that i'm glad that makes me very happy because I, I do have some stuff in store for that because that's what's so cool about Arium being able to create our whole new world is we can do stuff like this. Monsters are that typically scary run away, but we are able to put them in a light where it's like, maybe they're not all mad, you know, have have some sympathy for the creatures. So I, I really love that insight. Yeah, I think that I would build off of uh, what Matt said a little bit in that I think part of what I really love about this is the idea of there being good guys in this is a little murky because we're all monsters. And so the monsters are the good guys for once because they're the ones not trying to destroy everything, which is a plus, big fan, but they're still monsters. And I think it kind of comes down to the fact um, of thinking about how much what you do is what matters versus any kind of other salient part of your identity. I just think we're exploring some really cool ideas and we're doing it in a fun, probably funny, interesting way. And that is part of what I love about literature and books and TTRPGs uh, and everything else is you're kind of exploring these really interesting interpersonal ideas. And I think that we're really exploring something that I'm excited to look at. It's going to be fantastic to continually dig into the world. So while we're kind of doing this introductory first episode, I want to introduce the the council to everybody. Uh, once again, I'm just going to continually plug our social media because I put some reference photos out there as well for the council members as to kind of like what their creatures are. Uh, these are all mythological creatures because the council are the, technically, they are only magical creatures of the world, hence why they are the council, hence why they try to limit the technology because they don't want the monsters to overrule their magical ability. So we have five council members. We have the first one, uh, his name is Vobus. He is a chimera. They are absolutely intense and so cool looking. Uh, the second one, we have Vixen, and her race is a Harpia. Uh, so essentially just a harpy, a really cute little harpy. And then we have we have Demog, who is a merman. So there are a couple different places and other things where these creatures have come from that our characters will have a chance to explore and travel to. And then we have a djinn, and her name is Hepio. We have a basilisk, their name is Oron. And I got the name while eating Oreos because that's where inspiration hits is when you eat food. <laughs> food is my love language. <laughs> Anyways, that is the five members of the council. What's interesting about the council is earlier when I mentioned that they are technically the only magical creatures, there are some monsters who will occasionally present themselves with magical abilities, such as Henry, he, he's starting to teleport. That's not a typically a normal thing. That's a little bit more on the magical side. So when a monster starts to present themselves with magical abilities, they go and talk to the council. They present a gift. They kind of go through this interview process to be trained by the council. If they are rejected, their powers kind of just disappear. So you definitely want to be accepted onto the council. So they are going to be a, a watchful eye amongst our, our world, and they're going to try to help protect the land and train some more magical presenting monsters. Okay, we are going to start getting into the real meat of the story. So this episode is going to be a little bit short. Uh, just because we're going to have introductions, kind of this small introduction into the world. So I am going to start setting the scene here. The time is approaching 2 a.m. 
There's a beautiful, calming buzz coming from the outside of your window from the lamps lining the streets. A fog begins to creep through the cracks in the walls and seams of the window as you begin tossing and turning, unable to wake up. In your mind's eye, you can see a battle-torn flag of unrecognizable design. The others fighting alongside you have faces like scratched-out persons from an old photograph. They fall and get up repeatedly as the shadow demon knocks them back to the blood-soaked field. The monsters appear uncoordinated and dysfunctional. Hear a faint voice. Come together. Come. The shadow demons' trinkets and ornaments draping from their silhouetted bodies ooze into puddles on the grounds, then reshape back again. So Thursday, as you look around the field, there's a blank, undamaged wall of white silk out of the corner of your eye. As you cautiously approach and reach your hand forward, a shadow demon tries to force its way out of the silken barrier, reaching out to you in desperation, lashing, trapping itself more within the wall than everyone again. A deep sense of dread aches in your heart as you can feel yourself and your comrades losing the battle. The voice gets louder and louder, telling you, together, together, come together. Before it was just a noise, but now it's pleading with you, begging. Then all goes black. Your body remains asleep, drifting off into a full and uninterrupted sleep. You ache for sunrise, ready and in need of deciphering this vision. The fog dissipates and your mind goes calm. Morning is just around the corner. And that's where we're going to end today's episode. So tune in next week where everybody is going to wake up and we're going to figure out what is going on with this particular vision. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.